Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hey, welcome everybody, welcome. Thanks for joining us today, your saltwater guide. We got a good show for you today. It's, we're still talking about squid because that seems to be pretty predominant right now in Southern California. So we're going to wait for a few more people to jump on here. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you were able to turn off the news and enjoy the weekend and get outside and have some fun. I know it was a little breezy in Southern California. I talked to quite a few of our members of the website who said that it was pretty breezy everywhere they went. And uh, so the weatherman wasn't wrong this weekend, that's for sure. And it looks like we're going to have a little bit of weather in the middle of the week this week in Southern California. But man, oh man, is this weekend coming up, shaping up to be a spectacular weekend. They're talking... Highs in the 80s at the beach on Saturday. That would be insane. We need something like that, gang, because I believe Southern California is on the verge of just exploding as far as fishing goes. So pay pay close attention to our game plans for this coming weekend because I think we're in store for some pretty spectacular fishing with the kelp paddy yellowtail that are just living right on the edge, right on the border. There's actually been fish caught in the U.S. waters under the kelp paddies. Kelp paddy yellowtail, yeah, in uh, 61, 62 degree water. But the water that I talk to, most of the people that are out there every day, they say that water is very, very clean already. If you remember back about two weeks ago, we were talking about the red tide. And I said, when that red tide goes away, gang, the water is going to be extremely clean. Well, I was not wrong. It is very, very clean and a lot of very, very, very close proximity to fishing in Southern California. So that being said, it should be a spectacular weekend coming off of this full moon that put a lot of the fish in lockjaw out here in Southern California. We just had a monster full moon, big full moon. It was insane, but it, it affects the fish. I'm sorry. They seem, no matter what anybody says, they seem to move a lot. When that moon is full, they seem to really move around a lot and uh, they seem to feed a lot at night when the moon is full. So that's a couple of reasons why it makes it hard to fish when we're coming, when we're on a big giant full moon like we were just on. That being said, gang, this weekend, or uh, excuse me, this Monday, I want to show you something. My family, my sister and my brother put together Don Hansen Day down at Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. This Monday, May 15th, celebrating my dad. God rest his soul. And I want you to pay attention to what Donna and Michael have done, what they've put together for you. Check it out. 50% off going fishing or whale watching on Monday the 15th. Then they're also offering... Online and in-store gift certificates are 40% off. Now, that's incredible. And you're only allowed 10 per person. 
Could you imagine if you know anybody that wants to go fishing this year and you can get 40% off on gift certificates for trips? If you read right there, it says trips and in online and in store. 25% off merchandise and on the 15th. And then you can buy these gift certificates. This is the one that blows my mind that my sister and my brother put together for you. This is huge. You can buy 10 gift certificates at a time, only up to 10 per person, but half price, I don't know, 40% off. Okay, well, that's pretty close to half price. For fishing trips, we're all going to go fishing. You're going to go fishing anyway. So celebrate my dad. Celebrate Don Hansen Day down at Dana Wharf Sport Fishing. May 15th is officially Don Hansen Day. That's pretty spectacular, gang. When my sister showed this to me, I was like, well, we got to talk about this. And we're going to talk about it every day on the show. So make sure you don't miss out on this big day. And uh, if you can't get down there to the wharf, you can't get down there that day because it is a Monday. You can take advantage of the gift certificates. And then that's incredible to go fishing for 40% off with the price of fuel and everything else going on in the world. And to see something actually at a discounted price right now, well, you can't go wrong. And then again, my dad, he was probably looking down right now. And he's so proud of my brother and sister for putting this together. So there you go. Don Hansen Day. Don't, don't miss it. May 15th, you can look it up at DanaWarfSportFishing.com or DanaWarf.com and you can check out all the cool things Donna and Mike have going on down there at the wharf. All right, gang, we're going to get into this thing. We're talking about squid. We talked about it last week a little bit. Then we went into, uh, we went into our text the show Wednesday and Thursday. We're back on the squid thing because squids per there's a lot of squid right now in Southern California. There's a lot of boats selling it at Catalina, and I, it's only going to get more crowded for the light boats selling squid at Catalina. So we're going to talk about that a lot today. We're going to talk about what I believe is about to happen at Catalina, what I believe is about to happen off in the offshore scene, and then the coastal fishing. Everything's getting ready to, to get really good. We're in the spring. We got a little bit of weather coming and then things are going to straighten up. So we're going to talk about all that today and much, much more. Tomorrow we have a special guest. I'm hoping and praying he said he was going to be here with us. And we have a backup guest. If he's not there, I don't want to mention who because I don't really know who's going to answer their flipping phone. If you tell me you're going to be my guest on the show, you have to answer your flipping phone so we can put this thing together. We're high tech now. We got producer and everything. So I need you to answer the phone. There's my beautiful wife with my cup of water. There she is. So today we're talking about more about fishing with squid and the better ways to do it. So make sure you stay in touch with what's going on. And then on Friday, gang, I have War Heroes on Water. I have the director, Rod Halprin. And then we're going to have a handful of the war heroes themselves on the show on Friday. So make sure you do not miss Friday's show for sure, for sure, for sure. It's going to be really good. We're going to talk about War Heroes on Water, the annual tournament that we've done for the last five years. And how important it is to, to everybody in the community and how important it is to myself. So we're going to do that on Friday. So make sure you do not miss that show. And then we'll be making announcements throughout the week about that show. So, gang, 
here we go. We had some questions come in after the shows were over about, hey, Captain Dave, can you buy a half scoop? My bait tank doesn't really hold a whole scoop of squid. The thing about that squid gang is it fishes really good dead. But what you don't want to do, and what I talked to with one of our members this morning, you don't want to allow that squid to touch the water once it's dead. You don't want it to die in the tank. And you don't want it, you don't want to thaw it out in water. Here's the deal. Take the squid, they give you a full scoop. You're going to put half, part of it in your bait tank and the other part you're going to put in an ice chest. And then as you're driving to where you're going to fish, you're going to bag that live squid that's in the ice chest starting to die. You're going to bag that up into Ziploc bags where you can keep flat. Lay it in your ice chest with ice, squid, ice, squid. Layer it out. Keep the bags flat, but don't let it touch water, fresh water or salt water, because once it's dead and if it starts to touch water, it starts to bleach it out. It starts to turn white. Fresh dead squid should be a reddish brown color. It should have the pigmentation in it just like it does when it's alive. Once it gets bleached out, like they do when they sell it for restaurant quality at a, a lot of the stores are also in the, in the one pound blocks or the five pound blocks or the three pound blocks. They bleach that squid out and they get it white, white, white. I don't know why, but I think it's because it sells better that way. But the problem is that it's not fresh dead. When you have fresh dead squid, it should have the pigmentation in it. That's why I'm super adamant when I bring squid out on your boat, I make sure that we don't, when I take the frozen squid blocks that I bring out on your boat, I don't allow them to go into your bait tank to thaw out. I don't put them in a bucket of water to thaw out. I'll lay them in the corner of I don't care if your boat's an 80-foot Viking or 21-foot sea swirl. I'm going to put it in that corner on the way out. Just set it down in one of the, the aft corners of the boat. Let it thaw out a little bit there. I don't want it to get totally thawed out, but I want to be able to grab it out of the bag and have it be pliable, not rock hard. Then I'm going to take the rest of it before it's totally thawed out. I'm going to put it back in the ice chest on ice, seal the Ziploc bag. You'll have no idea how important it is to keep the water off of it until you actually see it when you go, huh, how did this stuff get like this? It's going to get bleached out white, and then it's going to swell up. If you remember the old TV commercial, Ballpark Franks, they plump when you cook them. The same thing happens to the squid. When it is setting in any type of water, it's going to start to, it's like a sponge, and it's going to start to absorb the water. It's going to start to swell out and it's no longer going to look natural. I've caught just as many sea bass, just as many big calico bass, yellowtail, all that stuff on fresh dead as I have on live. Fresh dead is phenomenal to use. And a lot of times you can't get the live. So when you're going to go over to Catalina or Clemente and they are selling squid from one of the squid boats, the carnage, the the Marie Claire, the Marie Kinley, whatever, 
is selling squid. If you can hold a whole scoop, great. Then get another scoop and put it on ice or put it in, in the Ziploc bags like I'm talking about and bag it up and put it in your freezer on your boat or when you get home. If you keep it in the Ziploc bags layered with ice until you get home and then run it home and put it in your freezer, you are going to be so happy because the next time you go out might be the time where the squid boats don't have any squid or you can't catch the squid and it became a problem. The fresh dead is the key. And if someone's selling it, always get more than you need. Gang, I know it's World Cap Day, but I, I don't have any. Yeah, you always have somewhere to put it. The ice chest is important to have on your boat because you, if you didn't bring an ice chest or you didn't bring a fish box or you didn't bring any ice, well, then you already are planning on not catching anything. So why are you even going? But I'm telling you this because it's super important to make sure that you have some fresh dead left over at the end of the day. And whatever squid is left swimming in your bait tank when you're all done fishing for the day, I bag that stuff up while it's still swimming in the tank. I take the net, scoop it, hold the net over the tank out of the water, let all the water drain out of the squid. Then I pour it in the Ziploc bags. Something from now, today forward, make sure you have plenty of Ziploc bags on your boat. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even tell you how many boats I've been on in the last 20 years going with you on your private boat. And the people don't even have any Ziploc bags when we go out there. And I'm like, what did you not think you were going to catch fish today? Well, we normally don't catch it. Well, yeah, but I'm here today. We're going to catch fish today. I have come. I have a I have a reputation to keep. We're going to catch fish. Make sure you have Ziploc bags on your boat from now on. It's super important. And the thing I tell everybody is every time you go to the store, buy another box. Because you'll forget. Or if you have 15 or 20 extra boxes in your house and you always grab one to take on your boat, how horrible would that be? That'd be a good problem to have. You never have enough Ziploc bags because there will be that one day. Now that you're members of my website, there will be that one day where you actually go out and actually catch a whole bunch of fish and you're going to need those Ziploc bags to put the fillets in. But you're also going to need those Ziploc bags to put your squid in. Fresh dead squid works just as good as live squid. So please make sure that you keep as many Ziplocs as you can, and then that squid goes right on the ice. Right on the ice, but not wadded up in a bag where the top of it's not on the ice. Lay, I thinly layer it, maybe as thick as my hand, maybe a little bit thicker, and then I lay it down flat in the ice. Just in a layer of ice, layer of squid, layer of ice, layer of squid. When I get home, they fit perfect in the freezer, and you put them in the freezer and they lay flat in the freezer and you stack them all up. You don't want it a big wad, a big clump. That's no bueno. Because the ones in the middle aren't going to freeze as good as the ones on the outside. And the ones in the middle will get that pinkish color to them. And that we've already talked about that with squid. If it's pink, it sucks. So now we're going to go a step back. We don't have any fresh dead squid. We didn't, we didn't do what Dave says. We didn't buy some extra when we were there. Now we're at the tackle store and we need squid for the day. We need to buy some frozen squid. 
Gang, if the tackle store that you're buying, and I'm sorry, those of you that own the tackle store, if the tackle, and the guys that own the tackle store, you should not buy the squid that comes in. You own the tackle store. It's your money. It's your hard-earned money. If the guy, the supplier's showing up with this kind of squid, and we're going to talk about it right now. If the squid is pink, do not buy it. If the squid is pink, do not buy it. Why is it pink? Because it's been thawed out and refrozen. It got frozen once, and now it's got all the pigmentation, and it looks all bitching. Then it thawed out. Then you refroze it. Now it's rotten squid. Pink squid is rotten squid. I don't care if you're the squid gods. And if you're going to tell me you don't, Dave, you don't know. Well, I don't know much. I know how to fish and I know how to make babies. I do both of them pretty good. The squid that's pink is rotten. Yep, I'm just being honest. So those of you at the tackle store, that own the tackle store or work at it or manage the tackle store, if you're buying pink squid, shame on you. If you quit buying it, they'll quit delivering pink squid. It would be better to not have any than to have a case full of pink squid. For they, they Tackle stores hate it when they see me come in because I'm going to dig through the case of squid until I find that box or that bag in there that's not pink. I'm going to find the one that's white. They're going to be bleached out white. We know that. But at least it's not pink. Pink squid is rotten. You do not want it. It's horrible. And when it thaws out, holy moly, does it stink. It stinks so bad. And it stinks on your hands. When you grab a piece of squid, at frozen squid or fresh dead squid, you smell it. It does not smell. It has zero smell. All fish. Yep. All fish have zero smell. You know what causes it to smell? It's rotten. If it smells, it's rotten. I used to tell my kids when they were little, when we would go to the sushi bar, when we walk in and it smells like fish, we leave. We're not eating there because something's not good. There's something rotten in the store. You walk into a fish market and it smells, get out. Something's rotten in that store. Same with the squid. If the squid is pink, it is rotten. I know you own a tackle store and you watch me every day and you're like, Dave, don't tell them this. Why? Because when you buy that squid and it costs a lot of money to buy a pound or two pounds or five pounds of squid nowadays, you want a quality product. You don't want pink. From today forward, pay attention when you go in there. If it's pink, don't buy it. Go to the next store or dig. Dig. I dig. I dig down to look to see if there's any white squid in the freezer or the, the chest freezer or however they're holding the squid to sell at the fish at the uh, tackle store. I'm going to dig and look for the fresh dead squid. But listen, you're not even going to understand this. There is the worst smell you can possibly imagine from this squid. It is unbelievable, the smell. Un Hold on one second. Unbelievable. The smell is insane. So, what I found, my good buddy Brandon got this stuff for me. It's this, something's fishy. Have you guys seen this stuff? Oh my gosh. This is a lifesaver game changer. From this point forward, nothing has to smell fishy anymore. This spray is incredible. 
And I met him at the show, at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show. I got nothing to do with this company. I'm just telling you, I told him. He goes, hey, Dave, this takes the smell off your hands. And I'm like, the squid stench from that rotten squid, that stinky squid, yuck. It takes that away? He said, yeah, it'll take that away. I go, okay, I'm in. But I got a monkey. I don't know if you guys have seen my monkey. I have, there he is right there. His name's Marley. He's the coolest little monkey in the whole world. The guy is super rad. We love Marley, like our, one of our children. I'm sorry, Zach and Sean and Riley, but we love Marley. But I'll tell you what, a monkey, and this guy, he's, he's tiny. He's eight inches tall. They mark everywhere around the house, around his room, everywhere. And the marking, it stinks because he's marking his area. And then if you've ever had cats, we have two. And then all the neighborhood cats come over here and they mark and they mark. This stuff takes away all that stench. In the morning, even though we change his blankets and his sheets, we spray a little bit of this in his cage. No more monkey smell. When we're fishing, no more squid smell. No more stinky smell. When your clothes have the stench on it, you come home and you're like, oh, I got to get in the house. The wife, the girlfriend, the, the husband, he's not going to like the smell. Spray a little bit on your clothes. It takes that smell away. Gang, you're not even going to believe this. I'm just, I'm not saying this because it's not true. I'm saying it because it's absolutely true. This stuff is incredible. Those of you that, I have a monkey. I'm telling you, I know smell, but squid smell too. This is the stuff. I I can't even believe it. I just went on his site and grabbed this because he's super busy. He's a chemist. He's got a lot of stuff going on. But I told him if this stuff works and it takes away the smell of the monkey, I am going to talk about it. So look, at go over to his website, gang, and check it out. You won't even believe it. Go to the website, something fishy, and then put in the code YSWG, and you're going to save. 10% on the product, and you're not going to be disappointed. And we're not asking for, you want to just get at least one bottle and just try it. And then once you try this, you're going to keep this on your boat, in your house, in your car. Those of you who like to burn a little bit, you don't want to smell like you just burned one before you, this stuff takes away that smell too. Something fishy, it's got two different flavors, the pink and the yellow. This is the tropical smell, and uh, I'm telling you, it works flawless. You're not going to believe it. You've got to go over there to the website and check it out, and then YSWG is the code. Save 10% on the bottle. Get that stuff. You won't even believe it. And Phil Freeman had him on his show and talked about it, but I was like, I, I am not convinced till I get home, and if I can get rid of the Marley smell, if I can get rid of my monkey smell, and I know you heard about monkeys. You've all heard about them. And we're, we love you, Marley. We love you, buddy. We love you a lot. But you got, you got a stinky pee-pee. His pee-pee stinks so bad. And this stuff is incredible, gang. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say it if it isn't true. Get a bottle and check it out. And if you're not totally 100% satisfied, send me a message at yoursaltwaterguide.com and I will refund your money because it takes away the squid smell and the monkey smell. And I don't know what other smells you got, but if you're burning one, if you're burning a fatty, you can take that smell away too. All right. Back to what we were talking about. Over on my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com and, 
and the app and all that, we have a whole tutorial about how to hook your squid, how to properly fish your squid, and why it's so important to make sure that you hook it exactly the same every time. Now, I like to use a lead head, or I like to use a 4 aught thin wire mustad hook, or a 6 aught uh, hook. A lot of guys use the octopus hook. I like to use the 4 aught and the 6 aught thin wire hook because it makes the squid look that much more natural when it's sinking. And if you look at it on our website, when I show you how I hook it and I throw it in the water, you see the squid. It's dead. It's a fresh dead squid, and it's actually swimming because of the way I hook it on the hook every single time. So just hit that with your phone, grab the picture and go to our website and see all the cool things. 14 day free trial at my website. And you want to check it out. It's the only app I know of that was built by a guy that fishes every single day for a living for people that go fishing on their private boat. So check out my website and see all about how to hook the squid. It's super important to make sure when you're spending $75 on a scoop of squid, you don't want to waste one of them. And also, that one squid you didn't hook on proper could be the one that gets bit by the 50 or 60 pound white sea bass that you have waited your whole lifetime to catch. And you didn't hook your squid on proper and he came by and he grabbed it and he was able to pull it off the hook. It is imperative that you hook the squid on right and you don't use too much weight. The other day when I was driving up to Lopez Mateo, we talked about it on the show. It's about keeping that squid in the water column, sinking slowly. So I use the lead head. I show you the lead heads I like to use. They're an orange color. Our good friend, Daniel Ramos, and I have a good friend named Denny. He made these lead heads. I don't know where you, I'm sure a local tackle store will have some of these type of lead heads or something similar to the lead head I show you. But the lead head I show you is an eighth or a quarter of an ounce lead head with a big giant six aught thin wire hook on it. That matters tremendously. Why? Because you do not want that squid rocketing down to the bottom when you cast it out there. Remember, we talked about the other day, dropper loop fishing and fishing with the white jig. We talked about that. So I know that we talked about that. But now we're talking more about how to take care of your squid and then how to hook your squid and then how to present the squid when you're fishing in the shallows, like everybody's doing at the Channel Islands right now, like we had Sonny on the show the other day, talking about how, how they're catching that sea bass in 10 feet of water at, at uh, Santa Cruz and Santa Rosa Island, driving around on the beaches in there and looking for it. If you put on a big giant leadhead and cast that squid at that free swimming school of sea bass in 10 feet of water, and the minute it hits the water, it's on the bottom, you're not going to catch one. But if you're using that quarter ounce or, or an eighth ounce slider on a big hook, that's going to let that squid sink in the water column at a slow pace. And like we said on the show all the time and on the website, if you've ever seen a sea bass, their mouth is out in front. It's not on the bottom. They, they, they're not like a bat ray or a shovel nose shark or a leopard shark, which you all seem to catch all the time. And why do we always catch those and we can't catch a sea bass? is because our bait is laying on the bottom. Now, I've been a diver since I was 14 years old. 
spent a lot of time underwater, just like I have on top of the water. And I have never, ever, ever seen a sea bass or a yellowtail rooting around in the bottoms, pushing sand and mud around with their nose, trying to find something to eat. That's not that kind of fish. They're going to spend their time from that one foot off the bottom to the surface, somewhere in that zone, swimming and eating stuff in front of them, not underneath of them in the mud, in the sand. That's not how they feed. That's why when you cast your bait out and it hits the bottom, you have to wind it back in and throw it back out again. If you just let it set on the bottom and decide that's a good time to pick your nose and eat a booger or, or scratch your butt, then there's going to be a really good chance that you catch a nice big bat ray or a beautiful leopard shark. Now, we're not talking about fishing for halibut. It's totally different. Different approach altogether. We're talking about fishing for sea bass and yellowtail. Those fish fit, swim in that upper water column from a foot off the bottom to the surface. So that's why it's super important to make sure our bait spends as much time as it can in that upper water level, in that upper water column. That's why the amount of weight has to change throughout the day. Now, if you get to the kelp, let's just say the backside of Catalina, you're at West Cove, you went to your saltwater guide, you got the numbers, and, and Dave showed you how, Dave, me, I, your saltwater guide showed you how to anchor on the spot. Oh, yeah. That's a, very important when you're spot fishing at the islands. Not when you're at Santa Cruz or Santa Rosa running and gunning, casting on schools of breezers. But when you're actually anchored up on the spot, fishing it proper like normally have for the last hundred years, you have to anchor up on the spot. That's super important to be anchored on the spot. Now, I know your mother's sister's brother's aunt's cousin caught a fish drifting a sea bass. That was an accident. That was an absolute accident. And it accidents happen. But when I go fishing, I'm not accidentally fishing. I am fishing for a purpose. So 99.9% .9 of the time, I have to anchor on the spot. Unless we're at Santa Cruz or Santa Rosa, running and gunning, fishing breezers. What in the holy heck are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, spray my butt with that stuff that doesn't make it stink, Dad. You see what he was just doing? I saw him in the screen and I was like, what are you doing, monkey? That's my marmoset monkey, folks, if you're new to the show. But back to what we were talking about. Throughout the day, the wind's going to shift. The current's going to change because you're anchored. So you're going to have to change the amount of weight. Most of the time, fishing shallow, 35 to 25 to 40 feet of water is where you're 90% of the time going to fish for that sea bass. You can get away with a quarter or an eighth of an ounce of weight. If it starts to become a lot of current, you might have to go up to a half ounce. I've never fished sea bass with more than a half ounce of weight on a lead head or a slider in the edges of the kelp or the beach spots because it's going to get my bait down too quick. But I might go up to a half ounce if the current starts to go faster or if the boat's on a mad swing with the wind. Because if you're anchored up, your boat is going to swing back and forth on the spot. A lot of times people, when they're on the boat with us and uh, they don't really understand 
what's going on and you're anchored and the boat will swing and one minute it'll be pointed straight into the beach and the next minute it'll be pointed straight out to sea and they go, oh, hey, our, our anchor's not holding. Yes, it is. It's holding, but this tremendous amount of wind and this current is causing the boat to swing back and forth at an ungodly amount of speed. That's why you might have to put a little more weight on so when you swing in towards the beach, you can cast in there and it'll sink down with that half ounce quick enough to get you through the water column to fish that before you swing back out of the zone, wind in your line and start over again and wait for the boat to swing back into the zone. Now, some guys the other day were talking, how long do you set on the spot fishing with live squid before you move, Dave? If the conditions are right, you know you're, you're in the right spot. You know you anchored up on the spot. Those numbers that you gave us at your website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, we know we anchored up on the spot proper and we're setting there and the conditions look good and there's a little trickle of current. Are the tides doing exactly what it's supposed to do? It's slack. All these things are lined up, but... Man, we've been here for 10 minutes, have not got a bite yet. How much longer do I set? 15 minutes without one bite, it's time to go. Because nothing, some reason they're not biting there today. Maybe the fish swim away, something, the water's funky. Something's not right. So we only give a spot 15 minutes. And that's, I, I didn't make this up. My buddy who was uh, analyzing the island and fishing the island while we were a lot of people that are super sea bass fishermen now weren't even born yet. But when Alan Watson was dissecting Catalina and figuring it all out back in the 80s, as far as sea bass fishing goes, he's who I go to and who I went to for information on how to properly fish white sea bass at Catalina or at the San Clemente Island or the Challenge. And he says he would give the spot 15 minutes. And if he hasn't got a bite, he's moving. He's going to go look in another area. But he already knows where he's going to go before he ever pulls the anchor because of looking at the conditions and the way things are. Download my app, gang. If any of this makes sense and you want to not suck at fishing anymore and you're like, wow, this guy got a lot of information he gives out on these little seminars every day. Well, it's all there for you at, at my app, at my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Everything we talk about, I guarantee I have at least four or five videos about it. And show you exactly how to hook your squid, how to take care of your squid, how to cut your squid, how to do everything squid-wise at my website. So make sure you download the app and get it, and you'll be stoked when you're on the site. And then the community that we've built on the site is absolutely incredible, gang. It's a safe place to hang out and talk fishing with zero negative cond condensation going on. Like a lot of the websites and a lot of... Uh, Places to go to talk about fishing on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or TikTok or wherever you like to go to talk about. There's a lot of negative. But on our community at Your Saltwater Guide, we have a great big giant area for members to post pictures and questions. And there is zero negativity allowed over there. No one talks negative to anybody. There's no negative condensation going on to each other. We don't allow that at the website. So that's one thing that I think is pretty spectacular that I've never seen in all my years. Every time I've ever gone on to any of those other 
fishing sites. Oh my gosh, we just get destroyed by all these people sitting in their underwear in their mom's closet telling me I don't know how to fish. So you won't see that ever at your saltwaterguide.com. But back to what we were talking about, about fishing with the squid. Now you know how to fish it with the right amount of weight. We're not talking dropper loops and we're not talking jig fishing out on the uh, squid beds. We're talking about fishing on the beaches and fishing on the spots for these uh, sea bass and yellowtail, which it's going to be a phenomenal spring. Trust me. There's enough bait and there's been enough fish seen at all the local islands that it's just about to go bananas. And I think it's going to take a tiny bit of consistent weather to get this this bite rolling along. And then another thing you can do with this live squid that most people haven't even seen or thought about in the last few years with the offshore fishing, you take this live squid that you're going to be able to get from the the uh, bait barge or from the uh, squid boats at Catalina, swing by the island in the morning, pick up some squid and go offshore. There's already yellowtail on kelp patties as far up as the 43. Are they further up? Are they between Catalina and Clemente? Are they up between uh, Santa Barbara and cattle and the Channel Islands? We don't know. No Anybody I've talked to hasn't even stopped on a kelp patty this year yet because they say the water's too cold. Gang, where they're catching these things is 60 degree, 61 degree water. And they're catching yellowtail on the kelp patties in San Diego. And if you look at terrafin or chlorophyll, there isn't a big wall of gross, ugly water between where they're catching this fish and where they're not catching it. But if you take a tank of squid down kelp patty fishing right now, you are going. I, one of our members, Darren, he said that the boat saw a lot of yellowtail this weekend, but they couldn't get them to bite. I'll guarantee you if you had that live squid in your bait tank and you show up to a kelp patty, you are going to catch them. And I've in my little career of fishing for a living for 47 years, there's many, many days where the only boat out there catching those yellows under the kelps are the ones with the live squid. And all the other boats, they get to watch. And they're just pissed because they didn't have any squid. So it can happen. You don't know. I guarantee you there's going to be coverage this weekend because I look at buoy windy and buoy weather, and the weather Friday, Saturday, Sunday looks absolutely spectacular. So there will be some coverage this weekend. I guarantee you some of my members will be going offshore with that live squid. So there's a very good chance they're going to find that fish under the kelp patties. It very easily could be between Catalina and Dana Point under the kelps. It could very easily be all the way up at the Channel Islands underneath the kelps. Nobody's really looking and no one's really spending any time checking it out. So this could be the weekend where you could become a hero and get out there. That'll all be covered on our game plans for this weekend. I'll tell you exactly where you should be looking and how you should be looking and what you should be looking for. And then if you got that squid and you spend five or six hours out there and you've hit 15 patties and they're not biting, then you just take the squid back to the island, go catch some sea bass or some big calicos or whatever. You got plenty of options when you have live squid in your bait tank. So don't get all wound up. And another guy asked me, the other day, what's the best way to find kelp patties? Well, you got to look. There's no uh, there's no super secret way to find them. It's not current. It's not 
time of day. I love that one. I read that a lot on a lot of the websites. Oh, we, we caught those yellows under the kelp. It was time of day. It was an afternoon bite. Baloney. It was when you found the kelp. If you would have found that same kelp that you caught those fish on in the afternoon, in the morning, it would have been a morning bite. So don't for one second think it's time of day. It's the time of day kelp patty fishing is when you find the kelp. That's the time of day. But gang, this squid that's going on right now in Southern California, there isn't a giant amount of it anywhere right now yet where the commercial boats are in here with the Persaners fishing it down in our area, but there's enough to catch for bait. And that's what's going on. The bait barges in Long Beach, San Pedro, and then the light boats over at the Island are all, they were all selling bait last weekend. Our the, the weekend we just got through, but the problem was, is the weather. The weather sucked for us private boaters. Sport boats had a good time. But the weather sucked for private boaters. The wind blew both Saturday and Sunday. By noon, it was already blowing. That's not fun on a private boat. That's why we talked about it on the game plans. It was a good weekend to stay home and do honeydews around the house. and Get ready because this next weekend, you're all going to want to be out there. It's, we're, we're talking about the best weather of the year so far if everything stays on track with what's going on. And then the squid being around and the squid boats all hungry and all going out there and catching squid. They're going to be selling squid at Catalina. How do, oh, perfect. How do we get that squid at Catalina? That's a perfect question. That's perfect. You get on channel 11. Get on channel 11 and uh, call any squid boats, sent Catalina, any squid boats around Catalina Island, got any squid for sale. Is there any squid boats at Catalina Island got any squid for sale? On Channel 11, they're going to answer you. Listen, those guys are hungry. This is how they make a living. They want to sell you some bait. They want to sell you squid. They're all on Channel 11, all of them. So there's never a time to not have your radio on Channel 11. This is going to be when I would tell you to turn on your radio because you need squid. And like I, I do. Other thing... Long Beach Carnage is the only way you can find out ahead of time is if he's got squid. He's on Instagram. And I know a lot of you don't like Instagram, but you can go over there to Instagram and just look, type in Long Beach Carnage, and he'll tell you if he's got bait. Other than that, there's really no way to know unless you're on my website, your saltwater guide, and we got people on there. Yeah, Mike Lewis, the, the squid squirts that are pink are pink because they're matching the color of the red crabs. That's why they made them pink, because we had a phenomenal amount of red crabs when they put those together. So they tried to make that squid look like a red crab. If you look at the white ones, Mike, they're kind of a translucent color, and that's what that squid looks like. The pink rock cod squirts, those were made to resemble the red crab, and that's why they work so good because they resemble the red crab. But gang, when you pull up to a squid boat, first of all, before you get to them, you want to slow down. You do not want to come in there hot, causing a big giant wake. You want to slow down. You want to approach them slowly and softly and uh, pull up there with intention. Know how to, know how to, uh, approach the squid boat the proper way 
know how to approach them and be calm, get your squid and get the heck out. Be ready with your money. You know, it's going to cost $75 a squid. I can't believe they're selling it for 75. If I was running the squid boat, I'd be selling it for a hundred. It's gnarly. Stay up all night, price of fuel, price of everything. But you're all lucky. I'm not running the squid boat because I'd be selling it for a hundred bucks a scoop because it's that important to have. It's going to change what I catch and it's going to change what we do. But um, back to what I was talking about. When you approach Channel 11, before I leave the harbor, when I'm fishing with you guys, I'm on 11. Hey, any squid boat, San Clemente, or any squid boat out of Catalina, anybody selling squid, anybody selling squid, bam. You'll get answered right away and they'll tell you where they are. That's important. Because if you're thinking they're in front of Avalon and they're up at the Isthmus, that's a big whoopsie. We get over there. We never ask them where they are. You want to ask them where they are. Where are you? Avalon. Okay. Where are you? The Isthmus. Okay. Where are you? The backside, which would be amazing if your radio goes through, but it happens. But you got to ask them, where are you? Because we're coming to you. A lot of times they just got done catching the squid. They're on their way to Avalon. By the time you get over there, they will be there. So it's super important. And what are you talking about, Sid? First of all, we don't cuss. And why, why are you cussing? And what did I do that triggered you? But be careful when you approach the squid boat. Don't come in there all hot and all crazy. Don't come in there all crazy. Make sure that you t- approach them slowly. And then they don't appreciate it when you tie up. So you're going to pull up alongside. You're going to get your squid and then be ready with your money. Don't, oh, we got to know we got to get them. There's other boats waiting in line. Get your money out. Have it ready. Don't dilly dally and waste time there. It's not a time to be hanging out, doing this, doing that. It's a time to get your squid and get out. Get in and get out. Get in and get out. Don't waste your don't waste your time and don't waste their time. 75 bucks for a scoop of squid and then you better have at least 80 bucks in your hand because you're going to give them a tip. Yep, because they just made your whole day because now you have live squid and they were up all night fishing that squid. They I don't know if you've ever fished squid, but it sucks. It's not a oh boy, this is fun. Nope, you're up all night. What are you doing? You're staring at the water. You're staring at the water. You're staring at the water. And then all of a sudden the squid comes up. You wrap your net around it or you scoop it with your hands. And then you put it in the tank and then you try to sell it. It's a long, hard, hideous night. But thank goodness they have those guys at Catalina. Because you know what the Channel Islands has? Nobody's selling squid. You have to catch your own squid like Sonny was saying when he was on the show the other day. If you don't catch your own squid, there's a very good chance you're not going to have any squid at the Channel Islands. We are very blessed and very lucky that there's a couple of uh, bait docks in San Pedro, Long Beach, that sell squid a lot. And then the squid light boats over at Catalina. Tomorrow, if our special guest joins us, which I'm praying that they do, they're going to explain to you everything you need to know about what what is these light boats, squid boats that catch the squid? What are this all about? How is this all relevant? How do they do this? Why do they do this? Why are they even out there doing it? What's the big deal about squid? 
It's a huge, huge, huge product. It's probably one of the, if not the, one of the largest imported products created in California. It's it, our excuse me, not import, exported products created in California. We don't export a lot of stuff, but we export a lot of squid to China. And, and that's just the way it is. Because why? Because China pays the most money for it. So that is why. When you, Tim, that's a great question. How do you hook a live squid? Well, first of all, you go to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. I have a whole video series on how to take care of the squid, how to hook the squid, how to cut it up, how to do it all. You start at the tip of the tail and you weave your hook in and out of it five or six times so that it, when you throw it in the water, it doesn't spin. It actually undulates as it sinks. Undulate, that's a big word for a guy like me. But all this is available at my website, gang. Also, if you wanted to spend a couple of hours searching through YouTube, you'd find my videos on a little bit about it. But the best way is just to go to my website. 14-day free trial right now. You go in there, you go, wait a minute. There's way too much really good information here. I don't want all this information. I want to suck. I want, or I want to do like those superstar comic book characters over there on Instagram say, figure this out on your own. I don't want anybody to teach me. I want to figure it out on my own. Well, the guys that are telling you they figured it out on your own are lying. And to try it with the price of fuel today and the price of docking today and the price of insurance today, why do you want to try to figure it out on your own? I, nobody's got that much time. Go to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. You'll never have to worry about sucking at fishing again. Just get that, download the app there, and you will never have to suck at fishing again, Tim. I promise you I will take care of you. There is a lot, a lot, a lot of people. We got 60 people watching the show live right now on Facebook alone, another 60 or 70 over on YouTube. There's a lot of those people on here that are members of my website. They'll all tell you. I will never let you down as long as you're a member, Tim. I will always, always, always give you the best information you can get to be successful when you go fishing. And the number one thing I tell all my, all my members, we do not fish for boats. We strictly fish for fish. If we see five or six boats in an area that we were going to go to, we simply don't go there. We go to another area. Fish have tails. They swim. The last thing I'm ever going to do is send you to where all the boats are. We don't want to, I don't want to fish for boats when I go fishing. You shouldn't want to fish for boats when you go fishing. That's just number one. Like I try to explain to a lot of the, well, not a lot. There's two guys that run sport boats that don't like me. And uh, they are always, oh, David, give it all. No, I'm teaching them. I'm teaching people how to fish on their boats and not to follow sport boats. The last thing I ever, ever, ever tell any of you is to follow a sport boat or get near them. Stay as far away from sport boats as we can. We're always fishing Catalina or Clemente or offshore or wherever we're fishing, we're fishing for fish. We're constantly looking for fish. The biggest problem I see on a private boat when you take your buddies, I see it on sport boats too, so I'm not lying. Guys on that'll come up and second guess the captain on a sport boat. He'll come up and go, hey, Cap. I've seen this a hundred times, if not more. Hey, Cap, 
Yeah, what do you need? Hey, there's like eight boats stopped over there. I about poop my pants when I hear that. I'm like, you what? Excuse me? What did you just say? Hey, Cap, there's eight, eight boats right over there. There's eight. Yeah. Why aren't we over? I'm shocked. I'm first I'm pissed because you're second guessing me. Why'd you buy a ticket to come with me? Then the second thing is I've we could have saved so much money today. We didn't have to buy bait. We could have saved all the money on bait. We didn't have to burn any fuel. We could have saved all the money on fuel. We could have just gone and gone up and down every dock in the harbor. And you could have looked at 8, 10, 12, 20, 30, 40, 60, 100 boats. I thought you came on my boat because you wanted to catch fish. I had no idea. What, what you can do, sir, is you can go down in the bunk room right now, go to sleep. When we get in, I'll give you back your money and I'll give you a map of the harbor and you can walk up and down each dock and you can look at pretty boats all day tomorrow. But uh, I really, in my heart of hearts, thought that you came on the boat to fish for fish. That's what I thought. But I hear it every day and I hear it a lot of times on private boaters and a lot of my members say that their friends tell them, hey, Cap, thanks for inviting me on your boat today. Oh, you're welcome. Then they get out and the first thing they do is go, hey, Darren, Darren, look at all those boats over there. Now you all have the thing. You already know what to say. Didn't know you wanted to fish for boats today. I don't know what it is about seeing seven or eight boats that just gets people, I got to go look. Are you kidding me? If you want to watch people catch fish, go to my YouTube channel. I got tons of videos of us catching fish. I got tons of those videos. You don't have to waste any fuel. You can sit in the, your living room and watch. The day you get to go out fishing, if you're going on a sport boat, Sit down and shut up and don't try to help the captain figure out what to do today. He already has a very, very, very good idea. He doesn't need you to come up and tell him there's eight boats stopped. We already, hour, hour, especially on a sport boat, an hour before you ever saw those eight boats, we already saw them in our binoculars. We, that's why we're not over there because we're going over here because we're going to look for some fish because there's eight boats over there on that spot. So that spot's already ruined. That's just the way it is. Uh, we saw a lot of that last year fishing those kelp patties for yellow are for Dorado. Oh my gosh, so many people missed the whole Dorado bite. I can't even believe how many people I've talked to that are new members of the website that missed that whole Dorado bite last year because they were busy spending the time driving around looking at fleets of boats, fleets of boats, fleets of boats. It's absolutely absolutely incredible it is so funny to talk to these guys and go what happened and well we went out four different times and we were like the last ones to the kelp patty each day i'm like you were what yeah by the time we got out there to the kelp patty there was already eight boats on it that wasn't the only kelp patty in the ocean you silly boy there's a whole bunch of kelps out there, but you can't find them if you don't look. 
And if you, the only thing you're looking for when you go out there is the boats that are stopped, then that's all you're going to find is the boats that are stopped. And that's not why you went. Hey, Daniel, how are you today? You did not go out there to fish for boats, so stop it. And don't let your friends get you caught up in that mess. From today forward, do not fish for boats. Don't stop fishing for boats. Stop fishing for boats. Stop fishing for boats. I talk about it on Let's Talk Hookup every Sunday morning when I'm on there with Pete and Rick. I talk about it on my website. I talk about it on these podcasts every day. You got to stop fishing for boats, gang. That'll never, ever work for you. It won't. I know. I know. I already know what you're saying. My sister's brother's aunt was on the boat and we went out there and and we pulled up to a fleet of 15 boats and we caught a tuna. <laughs> I'm never going out for one. That's never been my motto. I'm like, oh, I'm going out for I'm going out for all of them and I'm getting as far away from the other boats as I possibly can. That kelp patty thing last year, there's a handful of our guys from our website that were deadly fishing those Dorado because they wouldn't fish for boats no matter what. They would drive by fleets of 40 or 50 boats all in an area and they'd get outside of them and they'd find their own kelp patty loaded with Dorado. Loaded. Mile outside of the fleet. Two miles out. They could see all the boats sitting in there and they'd be on a kelp all by themselves and they were blown away. Right, Sean? Sean was there. Sean was there. Sean Doyle. Sean, let everybody, Sean just logged on, sent a message. Sean won the contest last year for the best picture on your Saltwater Guide website. He won a thousand US dollars. I gave him a thousand bucks out of Kelly's bank account. How cool was that? And he had so much fun out there fishing for fish instead of fishing for boats. And so many people are going to make this exact same mistake this year at Catalina when that sea bass and yellowtail starts to bite. They're going to make that exact same mistake this year offshore when that yellowtail starts to bite on the kelps. It is absolutely incredible the amount of people that want to fish for boats. And you just watched my podcast. You don't have to fish for boats ever again. You never, ever have to fish for boats. Nothing good's going to happen. Hey, if the boats come in and park on you, I I love that. When you come in and we're whaling on the fish and you want to watch, I have that's when I click it into high gear. That's when I pretend like I'm on the stage at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show or at, at the Bart Hall Show or somewhere. That's when I kick it into high gear and the show goes absolutely bananas because now we're whaling on the fish and all these boats came in to watch. Oh my God, I'm going to put on that. I'm going to put on the show of shows. I'm going to be as, I don't know if you know, but I'm pretty loud. I'm going to be louder than loud. I'm going to put on one hell of a show. And if you shut the bite down, I am going to embarrass the lip. I'm never going to yell at you because that's silly. That isn't going to help. That isn't going to change anything. There's still booger eaters that are going to fish for boats and we can't fix that. Cue ball, we can't fix it. But man, oh man, if you want to come up and park next to me and I'm catching fish, I'm going to put on one of the greatest shows you've ever seen. You are going to love it. And 
there's plenty of people on here that have been on the boat with me when this happens, and I just put it into high gear. I put on one hell of a show. I am, no, nah, I'm not casting at people. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not, no, because it's not worth it, cue ball. It's not worth it. Catch fish. If they want to pull up and watch, then just catch fish and put on a show and be super loud. You're not going to stop them from pulling up. And a lot of people just don't know. And, and that's the problem. That's why I built my website. That's why I've done what I've done for all these years is because I'm trying to teach people how to fish on their private boat. So there's no need to get all wound up. There's no need to get a bunch of negativity. There's no reason to yell and scream at them. They're not going to go anywhere. They're just not. But now it's time to perform. Now it's time to put on the greatest show on water. It's time to put on a show, hook fish, yell and scream when you hook them, yell and scream when you gaff them, yell and scream about how much fun you're having and how cool it would have been to just buy a ticket to come with us or call. If you guys would have called me, you could have all fished with me, but no one called me. So now you get to watch. And I just put on a hell of a show and I have a good time. And I try to enjoy all the boats that pull up and want to fish around me because I think it's great. I really, really think it's phenomenal that they want to watch me fish. So that's how I approach it. And believe me, Cuba, I approached it the wrong way for more times than you can imagine. My blood pressure skyrocketed. I yelled and screamed. We threw stuff. We jumped up and down, acted like a little baby. But remember, every single person has a telephone with a, phone, with a camera on it. When I was acting like a complete moron out there, there were no telephones, thank God, or I would, I'd be in prison. That's all I can say. The first part of my life was I was not a good citizen. Let's just say that. My whole world's changed in the last 35 years. I'm a way different human being than I was back then. But what I've learned is all you can do is be the best person you can be when you're out fishing or when you're walking the streets. There is enough potato heads and there's enough booger eaters everywhere we go nowadays that we don't have to be. We got to be the difference. We got to be the difference out there on the water and we got to be the difference on land. What's going on right now and the U.S. just blows my mind. We're not going to get into that, but same thing's going on on the water. There's zero etiquette anymore on the water. Not, not that there ever was. The good thing about growing up when I grew up was there was very, very, very very tiny, tiny amount of private boaters. The private boaters, in the, there wasn't any in the 70s. And then as we started to get into the 80s, El Nino, 1983 was the big influx of private boaters. That's when you could go out on a rowboat, and catch elephant tuna in front of Dana Point Harbor and then sailfish at the Red Buoy. And whale sharks and everything else. And we got a very, very good potential of that happening this year. If you want to go look at something, go look at Mag Bay Sports. Their web, their Mag Bay Sports on uh, Instagram and Facebook right now. Last night, the red crabs washed up in Magdalena Bay like we haven't seen since 83. We haven't seen anything like this. There's probably a foot to two feet. And as far as you can see down Magdalena Island, which is part of Mag Bay, it's the, it's the island in front of the bay that closes off the bay. 
That whole thing is covered in red crabs like you can't even comprehend. If you go look at MagBay Sports, MagBay Sports, Facebook and Insta, you won't believe the pictures they posted this morning. Absolutely incredible amount of red crabs that I've never... 83, I don't remember much. I know we caught a phenomenal amount of fish, but that's about all I remember. But we didn't have the internet back then, and we didn't have a phone on every camera. So check that out. That's telling me something spectacular is going to happen this year. And with the yellowtail already biting in 61-degree water on kelp patties, I think we're in store for one heck of a season. And uh, just keep your cool. Understand there's no etiquette anymore on the water, but just be the best human you can be when you're out there and put on the greatest show. <laughs> I know you can. Those of you that have been to my seminars can only imagine the kind of show I put on out there when a boat pulls up next to me. But yeah, it's fun to watch and it's it's pretty hilarious. Ocean Love, you don't have to afford a boat. My family has nine of them in Dana Point Harbor and uh, this weekend... Monday coming up is uh, Don Hansen Day. Look at this. You can go fishing out of Dana Wharf Sport Fishing on Monday the 15th for half price. Or you can buy discounted tickets for 40% off. And you can buy up to 10 of those per person. So you can afford to go fishing. You're just choosing to use the, you don't have a boat as an excuse, Ocean. You can go fishing all day, every day. There's no, you don't have to be on a boat. I fish off the beach. I fish off piers. I fish off skiffs. I fish anywhere I can. Like Kelly says, if I could piss a puddle, I would fish in it because I love to fish and I don't use any kind of excuse and you shouldn't either. And Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, Don Hansen Day. How rad is that? That's my pops. It's uh, Don Hansen Day at Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, Monday, May 15th. That's next Monday, gang. All kinds of cool stuff going on. Half price to go fishing. Book your trips now. That's going to fill up. And also go online and get their gift certificates. You're going to go fishing anyway. So you might as well go for 40% off for the rest of the year. Get five or six of those tickets and wait. And don't make a reservation and you won't even get to use them. Get five or six of those tickets and every couple of weeks make a reservation so you can go out there and go have fun. Because I think we're in store for one of the most phenomenal fishing. Not that last year wasn't. Last year was historic. No one had ever seen that Dorado like we saw last year. Right, Marley? Nobody, right, bud? Nobody. Nobody, nobody. Here, here, here. He wants a worm. Hold on, you guys. He's over here at the edge. When he comes to the edge, it's because he wants one of these big worms I just bought him at the store. Just hang on. I'm just giving Marley. Here you go. Here you go. Get it. He's going to grab it. Don't worry. All right. So check out Don Hansen Day at Dana Orr Sport Fishing. Don't forget. Don't forget this stuff. It takes away that smell. It takes away the smell of Marley. His room smells so lemony, fresh all the time because of this something fishy. Go over there and check out the website, gang. If you're tired of smelling or if you're tired of your uh, boat smelling, or you're tired of your room smelling, or you're tired of your bathroom smelling, or you're tired of the fish smell, your monkey smell, there's nothing that's going to get rid of it faster than something fishy. Put in the code YSWG when you go to somethingfishy.com and check out his website, and you will be blown away at how good this product works. Gang, I want to 
tell you all what is going on right now with Megaphone, Spotify, Apple. The, as the downloads are going up so fast and, the, and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube just exploding the amount of people that have found us and are watching us. I want to say thank you to everyone. Thank you very, very much. If you know anybody that would like to be on my podcast that's in the industry, let me know. Give me a shout. Send me a message because uh, I'm always looking for new guests. I always want to have some new guests on the boat, on the show. Bearded Brad and the, the preacher and those guys that just do Beach Bama. I've talked to them and it's just really, really hard to get them to commit. I guess. I don't know. I'm trying though. I know a lot of you have told me to talk to Bearded Brad and Beach Bama and all that. And I do. I, I reach out to them on a daily basis. They just don't return my call. I don't know why. They even gave me their phone numbers and they don't return. So keep the pressure on them. And uh, I've known Dan for a very, very long time. I will reach out to Dan and have him on the show for sure. He'd be a good guest. You're absolutely right, Tim. We'll get Dan on the show for sure. Gang, I want to thank everybody for making this thing such a success. And uh, everybody that download, downloaded my app. And tomorrow is Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. So we got really cool thing going on with them. We're giving away a big prize at the end of the month from those guys. And uh, thank you all for watching. I hope you enjoyed the show today. I hope you learned a little bit more about fishing with squid. We'll keep this show going as long as you all keep watching. All right. I'm going to go spend some time with Marley and my beautiful wife, Kelly, and the kitties. Have a great afternoon. Turn off the news. They're all lying to you. And uh, I would love to have you on, Brad. Give me a call. Love to have you on. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen. All right, see ya. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.